Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes are on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. We've got Chris Schubert floating around as the producer. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. Look, it's the Masters week, folks. It's upon us. If you're looking to wager on the Masters, head over to betonline.net on your desktop or mobile device. Sign up today. We'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. It's your number one spot for all the updated odds and info. They've got player props, contest, live betting, Vegas casino games, poker games. They've got it all. It's your number one online sports wagering destination. And Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Tuesday to you. You feeling all right? Yes, I am. Why? Yeah, just your your grumbly guys being dudes was a little docile coming in today. I didn't know if you were mm. under the weather or anything like that. No, you saving your energy um, for this weekend when we're all together? Or I'm saving my energy because I just did a podcast. I have this one. Then we have another one. Then I have another oh, one. And then another one after that. Yeah. yeah. And a, staff a lot of talking here today for Mr. Mm. Mr. Yo. Now you know how I felt in Indianapolis. Everybody was like, yo, you've been sick for like six days. It's like, no, I just talk talk all day. (laughs) It's brutal. Guys being dudes. There it is. Okay. We could start now. Thank you. (laughs) Corners and safeties today. Contextualizing the 2022 NFL draft. I think, Joe, not to get us down a rabbit hole. But I think there's a pretty simple way that we can contextualize this year's draft class. Okay. And it is certain teams think there is talent and certain teams think that there is not. Based on the transactions and pooling of draft assets in one year versus another year, uh, I think teams are telling us what they think of this year's draft. We have eight teams with multiple picks in the first round at this point in time if my memory serves me correctly, after the news yesterday of the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints trade. That's 25% of the league. That That's true, yeah. So there are some teams that are like, you know what? I'm good. Thanks. We'll see you all in 2023. We're going to load up then. And then there are other teams that are like, well, either we think we can really fill in some blanks here or we like the talent. So we'll go ahead. If you're selling picks, we'll buy them and we'll use them. So I just think that's an interesting dynamic as we get closer to the draft to see uh, how much of the first round you you've seen completely vacated by some teams. uh, And it's only April 5th. That's early for this much movement Mm -hmm. of first round draft assets. Do you think that says more about the class or more about, the range of teams in terms of who's really going to be able to compete. I think it says a lot about a couple different things, right? It probably also says a lot about some of the talent that was available to be acquired for veteran players. Sure. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's but a good I don't, point. It, it's a very unique year in that regard. 
And I just, I just think that's a fascinating storyline to see some teams. Um, and, and Philly still got two first round picks, but they would rather have four in a two and two dispersion as compared to a three and one dispersion. Yeah. As they told us yesterday. Um, yeah. Quarterback class. Obviously they're, they're a team that is kind of just keeping an eye on the situation at the quarterback position. We'll see what they ultimately <laughs> end up doing. It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. But we're not here to talk about that now. We're here to talk corners. Chris, go ahead. Hit me. Thank you. Uh, contextualizing the 2022 class. There's no shortage of opinions on who CB1 is in this year's group. You could name any one of three guys and probably be justified in taking that stance. You have Derek Stingley Jr., LSU, Ahmad Sauce Garner, Cincinnati, and Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. So what we are going to do is we're going to hold this year's class up versus last year's class and compare our, as Joe likes to phrase it, empirical data and see how it all shakes out. So, Joe, I guess the first question we have to answer is who is our respective CB1s? I don't have any convictions about it, Kyle. I have them all graded within a half a point. So I just want to kind of put that out there. I will give you my CB1. I will answer the question, but I want everyone to know that it's not like I feel overly strong that this guy is clearly the the cream of the crop this year. I think uh, depending on scheme, you know, it, it could dictate who you like the best. But I think CB1 this year is Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Why do you hate Sauce Gardner? You know, you know, I'm glad I said all that. <laughs> I'm glad I said it all. I love Sauce Gardner. I love him. I love Andrew Booth. These three guys are all three players that I love. But what I go back to, the reason that I settled on Derek Stingley is because 2019, what he did in 2019 was better than what any corner in this class has done. When he's at his best, he is the clear-cut CB1. And I'm going to kind of cling to that. Okay. That's fair. Um, Who you got? isn't Isn't that a nice embodiment of your Twitter timeline from time to time? Here's like this really well thought out, nuanced, deliberate take. And it's just like the only takeaway is you didn't give me the answer that I wanted. So you're wrong. <laughs> right. Right. I love all three of these players. They're all graded within a half a point. Same situation for me. And I'll tell you, my CB1 is Sauce Gardner. And somebody would ask me why I hate Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> wow. Sting- <laughs> I think most Stingley people have CB3, Gardner CB1. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Um, he's he's fourth on my rankings. He's a very, very highly ranked player. But to that case in point, Stingley is sixth and Andrew Booth is seventh. So I've got three corners in the top seven this year, all graded Ooh. 89 and a half, 89, 89. I have three in the top 10, 88 and a half, 88 and a half, 88. <laughs> so these guys are. So you good. actually have two guys tied. Yeah, I do, but you know, I I have Stingley and Booth with the exact same grade, and I give Stingley the edge. So Sauce is your CB three. Yes, Kyle. <laughs> Why do you hate Sauce Garner? Right. Okay. So we'll, hopefully, by the end um, of the podcast, we can answer that question. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. I promise. So let me ask you this: Are there? Do you have any other corners with first round valuations? Yeah, I've got Trent McDuffie out of Washington as a first-round valuation. Um, 
you hate that the length, me. but that's all. That's all you. Right. That's all you'll hate. You know, that's literally it. I guess I'm you, just. You're, you came. You came up with some big time historical data on yeah. corners in the first round with with that lack of length, and that's that's just a little scary for me. So I, I have him as an early two. Yeah, I mean. The tape's good. I, I really like what he is as a player. Um, but yeah, well, there's two different data points that are really interesting with arm length and cornerbacks. The first one is that there's not been a all-pro corner since 2010 that had shorter than 31-inch arms and only three that were less than 31 and a half inches. That's interesting. And the other piece of it was, and I don't have the information ahead of me, in front of me, but it was like this chart of all of the corners that had been drafted in the first round. And like there is a, there's a correlation to that 31 inch threshold that like success rate matters. Yeah. It just does. Like if you don't have 31 inch arms at corner, your chances of being at top tier corner are low just based on what data has told us. It's not the end all be all. It doesn't mean that you can't be a good player, but it's a, if you want to give yourself the best chances to hit on players, you want corners with over 31 inch arms. So, so you have four first round grades and I have three first round grades. Mm-hmm. How many corners from last year's corner group did ca- carry that 85 and above for that first round value for you? I had three, three, three. I had three. They were some combination of Caleb Farley, Pat Sertain, uh, the second, and J.C. Horn. That's right. Okay. So we had the same guys with uh, first-round grades last year. I had J.C. Horn and then 85. Uh, I had Pat Sertain, the second, at 85 and a half, and I had Caleb Farley at an 86. So... Ooh. Uh, they, they were all closely bunched together as well. Uh, but I kind of just gave away the, the big payout here. Uh, yeah. the guys from this year's group, I covet all of them significantly higher and I'm not sweating given the spoiler right off the front. Cause we got to do safeties yet today too. So I'll get the suspense mm-hmm. back when we go to safeties, but, um, or maybe not, uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, then probably not, but, um, <laughs> right. The three corners this year. I have graded significantly higher, three plus points higher out of a 100 point scale than the top corner last year for me, which was um, Caleb Farley. All right. So, as I've shared, I have an 88 and a half on Stingley and Booth, an 88 on Gardner. Caleb Farley was my CB1 last year, and everybody knows I love me some Caleb Farley. And it's important for us to notice or for, for us to note that we don't. Our grades are not impacted by injuries, right? So that was kind of the issue with Caleb Farley. He was still a first-round pick, but we don't factor injuries into our grades. And so my grade on Caleb Farley with that information known was an 89. So he's my CB1 across both classes. And then you have Stingley and Booth and Sauce. And then you have Pat Sertain, who I have an 86 on. And then J.C. Horn, who had an 85 and a half. I was not expecting this development. So Caleb Farley is your CB1 across both classes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Why do you hate Sauce Gardner? It's I just do. You know, I'm <laughs> CB4 I don't even put over that the last two years. Spaghetti, you know, CB4 over the last two years, Sauce Gardner. <laughs> right. They're all four within a friggin' point. So, right. But you know what's been, let me, that, let me say this. Right, exactly. What's been really fun, and I'm sure you'll do stuff like this, is is on Lockdown Bills. I do. I've been doing like my bill specific positional rankings, and it's really fascinating for me to see how different they are than my vacuum ratings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I say that to say that this is vacuum scouting, and for for certain teams, Sauce Gardner's number going to be number one out of all of these players. But this is in a vacuum. Right. It's a different world. Um, yes. And obviously my Dolphins-specific draft rankings start at about player 90 on the <laughs> this year. So Diff- Different world this year. <laughs> yeah, it's a diff- different experience. Let's well, just say But listen, that. Kyle, I will say this. You, you hit on that first round pick. You hit on it. We did. You, you, you yeah. feel really good about what you're going to get in return. Do you want to do safeties now? Yeah, let's do the safeties now. Come on, Vanna. There it is. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Cool. Well, safety one for me this year is Kyle Hamilton. I don't know about you. Wow, Kyle. Wow. Just came out and said it, huh? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I did. It's Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton safety one. All right. So I guess here's the more interesting question. And we, we did this when we did corners. How many of the safeties have first round valuations for you? Two. Okay, that's one too few, but that's good. Uh Daxon Hill and Jaquan Brisker, or is Lewis Sign amongst the cutoff for you? Including Hamilton, I have two. Oh, we see this class a yeah. little differently. Well, I have Hamilton I know Daxon and Hill is one and two. Daxton Hill's the other one. Yeah. yeah. I have Lewis Sign tied with Daxton Hill. And then I have Jaquan Brisker at an 85 on the dot. So well, you have four first round safeties. Yes. That's fun. I like all those players. They're all going to be good starters. This is actually a better all... safety group in general, like from top to bottom, than I thought it was going to be. Um,. Yeah, I think so. It's really shaped up, especially as we gotten into the tape and some of these players, like getting into the Jalen Petres and the Brian Cooks. Like those are good players. So wait till you they're get starters to be had. Yeah, yeah, they're starters to be had this year for sure. Yeah, and then you got like that whole group of like sub package linebackers and Weatherford, Blankenship, Tyson Anderson, like as like early round or early day three guys that are going to just play teams for eight years in the NFL and get three contracts. And yeah. Yeah. Lots of options. Uh, Safety one last year. I believe Mm -hmm. we had the same guy, but I don't, I don't have the kind of supreme confidence here that I need to really say it with my chest. So safety one last year was Hoomst. For me, it was Trayvon Merrick. Okay, we're on the same page. How high was Merrick for you? Mid two. Oh. 32 on my board. He was 32nd player with a mid-second round grade. 
I had him at an 86. You had a uh, so one on was him. Four, yeah, he was 14th for me last year. And um, that would be good for safety two in this year's class. Trayvon Mary. Interesting. So, okay. I have Kyle, ha- ha- Kyle Hamilton is a 93 and a half. So he blew the doors off everybody. Uh, then I have Merrigan at 86. I have Daxon Hill and Lewis sign at 85, five. Uh, and then I have Brisker at an 85. And if you want to take the wheel, feel free. Cause I'm going to have to scroll and figure out where I had, I believe John Javon Holland was safety two for me. I just don't know exactly what grade I gave him. So this is, yeah, I had sa- Javon Holland was safety two for me last year at an 81 and a half. So my aggregate ratings this year and last year at safety, I Kyle Hamilton, number one with a 92. I have Daxon Hill, number okay. two with an 87. I have Jaquan Brisker, number three with an 84. Welcome to, nope, I don't. I have Lewis Seen. 83 and a half. Then we have Trayvon Merrick with an 83. Jalen Petre with an 83. Javon Holland with an 81 and a half. Okay. And I had Holland with an 82. So I had Holland was 45th in last year's rankings for me. Uh, So for me, this year, last year, top of class combined shakes out Hamilton, Merrick, Sign or seen and Hill tied, but I would probably lean to to Lewis Seen, uh, Jaquan Brisker, Javon Holland, Jalen Petrie, who I have an eighty one and a half on this year. It's my top safeties. So we have very different order. And then, Sa- same cast of characters, yes. but a very different order. And then I had uh, Richie Grant and Jamar Johnson pour one out uh, from Indiana. Uh, very closely bunched as like my next tier down uh, from 2020. Yeah, Richie Grant was my next guy as well, and, and Jamar Johnson. So, where'd Jamar Johnson go, Kyle? The uh, I think he was like a fifth, fifth round guy to the Broncos, I believe. Let's go. Start head. his ass. You're Baron Browning right. and Jamar Johnson. Let's go for the Denver. Yeah. You want to win? Can you imagine how, like, how oh, man. the brand will thrive we'll if they end up being good players? We're going to have Cortland Sutton's Broncos on that fans. team. Javante right. Williams is on that team. The only thing Chubb. we're missing is them keeping Noah Fant in the trade. If they'd yeah, have kept Noah Fant, I think I'd Noah Fant as like a top eight player the year he came out. So, <laughs> and then you um, have to get us a, a jersey. What's his name? The guard, Risner. Uh, Dalton Risner. Yeah, there's another guy who's yeah. big on. I had a first round grade on him. <laughs> Did a nice job. They just got to get quarterback figured out, and I feel like they they're going right. to have a good one this year. So, <laughs> major upgrade, major. major and Javante Williams. We didn't even mention yeah. mention Javante Williams. I, I did. I did mention him. Oh, piss off! I think. All right, fine. Sorry, I was swimming in my thoughts. It's fine. Big Broncos brand draft dudes. Um. Okay, so that Chris. Can you come come hither for a moment, please, from the great beyond? Can you confirm we're not doing like kickers and punters contextualize or anything like that, are Uh, we? No, Matt Ariza. I'd love to contextualize long snappers 
at some point during the week if that's something that we could do on the show. Don't hold your breath. Okay. Uh, no, we are done. We have contextualized the 2022 draft class. There's a lot of work to be done between now and the uh, the end of the, the draft cycle here in a couple of weeks. But no, from the, from the purpose of the contextualizing series, we are done. Finite. Over. Very good. We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this was this was a fun look back at stuff and and seeing where um, where there were hits and where there were misses based off rookie seasons and how this year's class overlaps versus last year's. And uh, Joe, you, you made the point very early on the discrepancy between how the offensive side of the ball stacks and the defensive side of the ball stacks is a lot of fun. Yeah, that that has definitely been a, a theme that we expected, but then kind of getting into the weeds with it um, really brought to light how these two classes contrast with each other, at least in terms of how we see yeah. it. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed this walk down memory lane, contextualizing corners and safeties, defensive backs today on the show. We thank our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. That's going to do it today. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, Draft Dudes, make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.